Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hey. Everyone. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome, back. welcome to the shit pod. What's today? Wednesday? It is Oops. Wednesday. Whoopsie. Mid- midweek Daisy. special. Yeah. Uh, it's fine because next week is our hundredth episode. So hopefully we'll have some good shit for you. Maybe on time. It'll be our first one. <laughs> Maybe probably not. probably be our first one. Who knows? Uh, I'm Carol Ann. Uh, yep. Uh, I'm Matt. And this is Booze and Confused. Welcome back. For the 99th time. For the 99th time is I right. Got 99 episodes, but... uh, We haven't published a single one on time. Single one on time. Yeah. Well, all right. Anyways, uh, we've got a Matt episode for you today. But before we get into it, I got a really nice email today, you guys. What? Congratulations. Boost and Confused has made the following uh, top listener charts on Good Pods. Uh, number 62 in the top 100 indie news chart. We couldn't have gotten like seven lower. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's thanks cool. everyone. who 62nd in your hearts. Yeah. Everyone who listens to our shit pod and then takes the time to review it. Because then we get cool stuff like that. And uh, it just makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Just waiting to get my little like plaque from them. Yeah. <laughs> Number 62. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to share that. So thank you. Hey. Thanks. Um, all right, before we get into Matt's episode today, as he rolls his eyes, I will try to go very fast through the housekeeping items. We got to hire that guy who does all the commercials for like, like law and it's like, join today. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. oh yeah, yeah. To just, know, like or like an fast. auctioneer. Yeah. Super yeah, fast. Yeah. It's number 25, number 25. Yeah. I, I can't even, I can't even do it. Um, all right. So the first one is we're on all your favorite social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And I haven't checked any shit on YouTube in probably a while and I should do that. So if you've commented there, I'm sorry. Instagram and Twitter are the best ways to reach us or if social media is not really your thing because you're like what's the fucking metaverse anyways uh you can reach us on social no you can't you can reach us aside from social media on email at boostingconfusedpodcast at gmail.com yeah we don't have any property in the metaverse yet no no but according to those uh super wealthy podcasters that's the next like that's it. yeah that's it of yeah. wealth yeah maybe we'll all sit in a room together virtually and you can listen to our shit pod and then we can watch you leave like 25 seconds in oh i would love that i'm That'd gonna buy great. paris i'm just gonna <laughs> buy all of paris in the metaverse um all right and the next piece is if you like the pod and you want to support us uh the best way that you could do that is by leaving a review and or subscribing and following wherever you get your podcasts um and as per my last email (laughs) you can see why it makes a difference so really appreciate it and the best part is if you 
uh, leave us a review or follow or whatever, and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, we'll send you some Boost and Confused stickers in the mail for free to wherever you are in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere. We've got lots of stamps. Yeah. We lot went to Costco. A lot of stamps. I know uh, USPS is hiking their prices up, but long live USPS. We've got those forever stamps. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we spent on them then. They're still good now. Yeah. And uh, let's see. What's the last one? What are you drinking? Um, we are both drinking from the same brewery. This is a Deschutes Farm Stand Fresh Mango IPA. Um with real mango juice it it's got the juice it's 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 decent it's decent i um if i'm gonna have an ipa which i'm i'm cool with ipas most of the time um i like to have a hint of fruit in there yeah it's nice but i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty sure if i was blindfolded and i tried each of these beers i don't know if i could tell the difference i would absolutely not be able to tell the difference uh i'm drinking one that's fresh squeezed ipa uh, 6.4% ABV, impossibly juicy. Can I can I quickly test yours? Yeah, sure. There you go. I thought reach across the table. Okay, so here's here's the taste test. Okay, there's actually a difference. Is there? Yeah. You want to try the orange one? I do. We're actually, gonna, we're going to do the orange one. Oh, because yours is like it, very. It's a little mango-y. bit lighter than yours, but I, I take heavier pulls. Mm. Yeah, I think that one is different just that because different. the mango is so strong. I like when the fruit comes through the bitter <laughs> hints <miss>. of um, <laughs> mango. It's um. a trash can, you wanka. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can just go ahead and get on into it. Oh yeah, sure. Since it's you, it's it's kind of cool that you brought up the metaverse, uh, because, well, I don't, what's happening with the metaverse? Uh, what's, it's what's a massive failure, and I think Mark um, Zuckerberg uh, keeps like digging his <laughs> heels in the ground. And uh, yeah, I think Facebook and Meta just went through some layoffs, and I think it's just like a massive financial failure. But I don't really know what the point is of continuing. You see, like I feel like a couple months ago, like we were really missing out on crypto nfts nfts like genuinely was like oh this is like i still have my amc stock though oh yeah we <laughs> held the line i think we're in down a few dollars but we're gonna keep holding uh, no but the metaverse is essentially this new world that we can put ourselves into i don't know if it's actually going to happen i'm kind of cool if it doesn't yeah i'm fine if it doesn't it reminds me of that black mirror episode uh wait 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 wait, wait. which one i don't know isn't there like a an episode where where they have commentary on how no, we use technology what is it's that that's one episode that's like heartbreaking but they're in like a virtual reality in a virtual reality. All right, hold on. Wait, is this the one where the dude plays the video games? No, 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 no. I like that. Pause, so. pause. Okay, we're back. We're back. It's it, it it's was San, San Junipero. Junipero. Yeah, it was I'm San sure everyone Junipero. listening is like, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> My favorite one is the Star Trek one. Yeah, those are. Really I good really one. like that one. Yeah. Um, it's got one of the McPoyles from Always Sunny, and he has no uh, wiener, and I think it's funny. Um. But 
Yeah, San Junipero. But that one's more like spoilers. Three, two, one. You you die and your mind is uploaded to a server. In the in the metaverse, yeah. we we can just put on our Facebook goggles and go look at really crappy designs of stuff. It's like the Eiffel Tower, but it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's just not the same. Someone took a panorama of the Eiffel Tower and it skipped and three frames. <laughs> they sneezed halfway through it, but it looks great if you if you close one of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Regardless. Yeah. Regardlessly. Uh, <laughs> it makes me sad that like Webster has added the word irregardless to the dictionary. Well, that's how language works, man. And when you define irregardless, the word means regardless. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's it's um as a teacher, it's it's like a small defeat. Um I think metaverse might be like a bad example of what we're talking about, but uh, it is a sign that that we are trying to move in this direction. There's been some really cool books, which became movies that were okay. Um, Ready Player One, uh, which is an astounding book, uh, is a very visually stimulating movie. Um, I think the cat's out and about. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna cut this out. I'm. No, no, we're past the days of spending hours upon hours of editing. Oh, we used to edit so much. Yeah. So, oh, we used to edit. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, we used to edit. You know, I, it still affected me. Anyways, uh, Ready Player One was, I guess, kind of like the metaverse where you would log into a game and you had like an avatar and you could experience everything in this world, but it was still like you directly controlling it. Um I think more like Skyrim, where it's an entire world, and there's all these NPCs living their little NPC lives, and you know you're just kind of doing stuff in this little contained world. Um, like twenty something years ago, a really uh, great movie came out. It was called The Matrix. Um, I don't know if right, I've ever seen right? it. No, no. I have to read the notes. I have to read the notes here because I, I have a whole section about this. Okay. Right? You've seen The Matrix. Tell me you've seen The Matrix. It's been like over 20 years. <laughs> no. Caroline, Keanu Reeves. I'm making a note here because I assume you haven't seen it, and I'm going to read this calling you out for not seeing it. But we'll watch Swedish horror <laughs> sci-fi films that we've never heard of. That I've heard of for three minutes, and I'm like, hell yeah, let's watch it. But the Matrix movies, you it's just you know... not interesting to me. Oh, it's so interesting. I don't care. I'd rather watch Existential You'd Dread. Rather watch Swedish. Yeah. You'd rather watch Anya. Yeah. By the way, great movie. Will destroy you. Don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Uh, but the Matrix movies. There's four now. We watched a a really small bit of number four in Ireland at that one place because they had like a nice HBO login or something. But the premise of the matrix is um, Keanu Reeves, who is playing a, a man named Keanu Reeves. Uh, he's, he's pulled out of his normal life uh, from what we assume is reality only to learn that humans are kept inside of like a simulation. And, they their their human bodies are just kind of like spoilers 
I don't, I don't care, Caroline. <laughs> you haven't seen it. It's been like twenty something years. Um, I think they're just like fuel for like the machines which which run everything and kind of just like harvest humans as like fuel for something. Okay, but um, Keanu Reeves' character is is ripped out of the Matrix and is made conscious of what reality truly is. And then he has the freedom to go in and out of the Matrix to do cool kung fu moves, wear, wear sunglasses, uh, trench coats, do front flips and back flips, and his mouth vanishes for a while. It's a, it's a really, I mean, if anything, it's a visually stunning film for the time period that it came out. And it was like, it was before I was a freshman in high school. So it was like 2002, even like 2000 even. I'm not sure. It was an, it's, it's a great movie. I haven't seen the fourth one, but the first one's fine. Either way, it's it's a pretty neat trilogy. Uh, nope, there's four. Uh, a quatrology. That doesn't sound right. That a sounds like you just made quatrology. No, I think that sounds pretty good. Quatrology. Um, but everyone should at least watch the first one. Everyone, as I'm staring you're like daggers, staring I'm into staring my soul. At you. So in in terms of putting ourselves into this movie world, we are living in a simulation and we probably won't have the chance to get ourselves pulled out into whatever real reality is. Um, But I'm going to take a little little twisty turn from The Matrix um, to a a really awesome subreddit. Um, Have you ever heard of Glitch in the Matrix? Yes. Do you follow it as well? I don't follow it. I just see it pop up from time to time. I I definitely follow it. It's one of my favorite subreddits uh, because I like to entertain. I like to entertain that thought that um, more than just sci-fi, more than just poo-poo science, it's, it's... People are saying things about this concept, and it's it's a bit alarming. I hope the person running my simulation doesn't decide, like, she needs to go to grad school or something really fucking stupid like that. I'm going to put her impossibly <laughs> in debt, and then I'm going to stop playing. She gets a gambling problem. It's like the Sims. It's like, I'm going to put her in the pool and take yeah. out the ladders. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I don't go swimming, you know? Just in case the ladders vanish. Case. Um, right. So I I do follow Glitch in the Matrix. Um, there's like actually a number of these subreddits. It's with the exact same name. Um, the one that I follow has underscores in between the words. Naturally, that's the best one. Over ninety five thousand followers. I am but one. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other ones, and they're like like a lot smaller and don't really have. They're more like, haha, look, it's two people who look kind of the same. Look at them. They're doing the same thing. Isn't this silly? The other one is more like accounts and like written stories. Mm, okay. So, but uh, you would you would call an event that happens in front of your eyes that you observe and and you cannot explain it in any way using reasonable logic or or reasoning. That would be like a glitch in the matrix. So like you're you're playing a video game, you're playing you're playing Skyrim, and the NPCs start like flying around or like T posing. Remember T posing? No. I, it was a meme. It was a thing that people did before the dark times of 2020. 
um i miss the t posing meme like in, you know, on your own time just look up okay, t posing yeah. meme yeah. people would just stand there like this with their arms out like they were a an avatar that was like just glitched out oh i see okay if if we ourselves because this is what we're getting to is that there's an argument that that we are actually people in a simulation and we are like characters who are being run through a really advanced computer and we are just stuck and, and, and we'll never know and it's going to get pretty heavy because this is a me episode <laughs> of course it is but what if the t-posing meme of like 2018 was actually a glitch in our game in our computer system where the game writers wrote a code that made us think that it was a prank when really they were T-posing because they were actually glitching out and had to cover loose ends. Yeah, I would absolutely buy into that. So if, if we're, if we're living in a simulation at all, uh, strangely enough, there are physicists astrophysicists and philosophers like known like not just some like crazy guy who's like wearing a shoe on his head who, not just like an armchair philosopher who did like two classes of society college courses at nyu or some shit it's not some clever tall guy with a beard who mm -hmm. has a twitter account for his french bulldog yeah exactly yeah All right it's not that um but there are there are scientists who are putting th like heavy thought into this that we are in fact a simulated existence i feel like we've done so i know before we started this episode we were trying to figure out if we've done anything on the matrix before and i don't think we've done a specific matrix episode i think we've talked about different theories of like parallel universes and all that i've other done stuff. parallel yeah. universe yeah um i just like what created the simulation? Something more advanced than us. I I I do kind of get into this this uh, domino effect of things, and so we'll we'll get there. the The question is, does it matter that we are a simulated entity? Maybe it, we're we're not simulated. Maybe we're just truly. I mean, I I I lean that I'm real. That's how I lean. I'm not actually. That's I want exactly to know. what a simulation would say. <laughs> I am real. I'm a real boy. So, like, are there ways to confirm our genuine existence or our fake simulated existence? Uh, so, we'll take a quick look into like our version of the Matrix, like a crappier version of a really good movie. Um, I think it was actually 1999 that it came out. Can I be Keanu Reeves? No, you can be Trinity. I don't know who that is. That's fine. Oh, my. It's a 1999 film, by the way. Okay, I just did a little quick search. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, there's this great subreddit, Glitch in the Matrix. Um, I, I would argue that some of the stories come up as, like, wannabe writers or like creative writers yeah i feel just like you find like, that shit all over reddit they just kind yeah. of use it as like uh i'm gonna totally explore this 
area. I mean, it's there's so much stuff. There's so much yeah. fun stuff on there. Um, but they share experiences or pictures um, about things that are just a little too weird for like a normal explanation. Um, I I love it. I'm all over it sometimes. Uh, also, my students, um, they sometimes get really into the idea that we're in a simulation and we'll be at like class or like at practice or even at a couple of our games, they would be running around the field or in the classroom just going like, wake up. Yeah, no, you told me that after wake one up. of the days you came home and I said, that's fucking weird. It's so funny. It's so weird. So as if someone was trying to wake you up from this this realm into the actual one. Or or they they even argued that the sun is actually some kind of like camera um, watching us and we can't look at it because then we'll figure it out so we just can't look at it. Well, that's what sunglasses are for, bro. I don't know. I can never look at it long enough because it hurts my eyes. <laughs> yeah, um, same. I actually have a hard time even being outside without sunglasses, even if I'm like looking at the ground because I have like, such sensitive you're eyes. You're a cave dweller. Yes, that that probably also has a very large impact. I don't see. You're like a hobbit, <laughs> but like a hard daylight. foot. You're a hard foot. Oh, he got eaten by a mountain lion. Isn't that funny? So as I'm, I'm getting off the res a little bit, um, but we're going to dive into the simulation hypothesis. It's a theory posed as it currently exists back in 2003 by a Swedish philosopher named Nick Bostrom. The thought process that asks, are we living in a computer-generated simulation? So, uh, mind you, it's already been, like, absolutely crapped on by many other scientists and thinkers. It's been called pseudoscience, uh, and someone even called it late-night drunken pub talk. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> but what kind of pod would we be if we didn't look yeah, at exactly. the Yeah, exactly. If we didn't entertain crap. it. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, go back to ancient Greece, right? You've got the great thinker, Plato. Right, talking about how we perceive realities uh, in his in his story, the allegory of the cave. I'm looking yep. at you. Ag- yeah, uh huh. I watched it on Netflix. <laughs> uh, in the in the allegory of the cave, um, Plato is, is is exploring this this um, these these people who basically their entire life has been in this cave, and the only thing they see is. Uh, shadows of things from the outside world being put into the cave. So, like, there's an outside light shining in. All they see are shadows. I'm not saying that we're living in a cave or anything, but, um, like, what are they doing out there? Like, why are they showing these people these these images? It's ancient Greece. They've got a lot of cool things. Greece was great. They we've, made, we've never been. We've made Western civilization. Yeah, well, how's that economy doing? I think they're doing better now. Things aren't on fire anymore as much. Uh, so uh, anyways, the the simulation theory argues the following. And so this is from the 2003 article that Bostrom wrote titled, Are You Living in a Computer Simulation? And this is just him. This is a, like a, a, a small snippet from his his article 
And it goes like this. Many works of science fiction, as well as some forecasts by serious technologists and futurologists, predict that enormous amounts of computing power will be available in the future. Let us suppose for a moment that these predictions are correct. One thing that later generations might do with their super powerful computers is run detailed simulations of their forebearers or of people like their forebearers because their computers would be so powerful they could run a great many such simulations. Suppose that these simulated people are conscious as they would be if the simulations were sufficiently fine-grained and if a certain quite widely accepted position in the philosophy of mind is correct. Then it could be the case that the vast majority of minds like ours do not belong to the original race, but rather to people simulated by the advanced descendants of an original race. So like Skyrim, right? We mm -hmm. play Skyrim, you load mm -hmm. in Skyrim, you've got... Who Who's that guy who was like, have you ever been to the Cloud District? <laughs> of course you haven't. Nassim? I don't know. I think it's Nassim. You always put him in a soul gem, you kill him, you put him in a soul gem. You know, his his existence is like walking that one path in 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 White Run, and and just being like a prick. But what this postures is that in the future, you know, a game like Skyrim made in what two thousand eleven, yes, two thousand eleven. Like we we as people who enjoy video games, like the games that they're making now are bigger and bigger and bigger and the people in the games have more and more and more dialogue and interaction and seemingly like not like linear rail paths. They just do stuff. Um, same thing with like The Sims. Um, this is arguing that something even more advanced will come eventually as, as one can assume with technology advancing that they can fine tune every little thing in a computer generated uh, environment and that would be us that's what he's arguing do you know where my mind is going right now it's like the monkey climbing no climbing the symbols <laughs> oh matt's doing it again no i'm thinking of um who's the ai that they like put on twitter and then she was like oh she became within, a nazi within 30 she minutes she's nazi. like yep i'm a nazi yeah, I it wasn't smarter child. That was like aim. That's aim. No, I we talked about this. Yeah, we did. We had a whole episode. So my mind is going to like, if you theoretically, what we did another episode as well of like AI being sentient. Well, when you do ninety nine episodes, yeah. <laughs> how many more topics are there? Shut up. Um, the AI that we had that was uh that we had talked about where. The, one of the, the developers or the creators had claimed that this AI was becoming sentient. Do you remember that conversation? I did that episode. Um, I think that was, that was Google. Yes. Yeah. Theoretically, could we not have an entire village of like AI-run robots that are becoming sentient, but they more or less are actually controlled from like a human-controlled control panel? Would that not be the same thing in their minds of like they believe that they are living a real world, but in reality they're running a simulation run by humans? 
okay, you you entirely lost me there. You you've got a village of machines, of like a village of robots. Yes. Who, who think they're real boys? Yes. But they're actually being run by. So they're unaware of their simulatedness. Yes. They believe that they are real, but in reality, they're they are being controlled by humans in the real reality they're really <laughs> being really controlled it sounds just like cylons with yeah. some more layers on top i mean like are we not like mere steps away in history from being able to do something like that it would seem that's the case yeah that that we're constantly approaching you know closer and closer and bostrom is arguing that you know if if we are the predecessors of something that is much larger and stronger than what we currently are, then he's arguing that it's possible that they're going to try and, you know, look at how we lived our lives and they're going to run simulations. And I mean, I have Skyrim on my PC and my Xbox and you have it on, like we all have these consoles that are entertaining to play on. Who's who's to say that people aren't just playing like Earth 2000s edition? It's shit. <laughs> so shit. Chaos edition. Someone's survival doing, mode. <laughs> someone's doing a, a speed run to destruction via climate change. And maybe we're just existing and then they just pop in to play the game whenever they feel like, oh, let's see what Matt's doing. Oh, he's doing that thing again with the pod. I'll I'll come back in fifteen minutes. <laughs> okay, see, fifteen. I'll see you in forty five minutes. <laughs> it's yeah, my name are never short. Anyways, back on back onto things here. Uh, so Nick Bostrom has a conclusion, and that is that it is possible to argue because he's a philosopher. He's not like, you know, an astrophysicist. He's just saying, thinking wise, it's possible to argue that if what I read earlier were the case, that there's someone who comes after us and is just simulating to see how we did things back then. We could be, we would be rational to think that we are likely among the simulated minds rather than among the original biological ones. Therefore, if we don't think that we are currently living in a computer simulation, we are not entitled to believe that we will have descendants who will run lots of, such simulations of their predecessors so we're saying no 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 i'm real we are in a sense saying that our future descendants long down the line would not be able to simulate something this realistic yeah interesting okay when i mean frankly on skyrim's off the table now because it you, Unless you run like a million mods on it, it's going to look like a clunky little game. I love that game. My favorite game of all time. But there are games getting, you know, the sports games. Like these people's faces look so real. It's it's getting harder and harder to determine the genuine person's face and their like computer game version. It's getting harder. The graphics are phenomenal. The hair at one point, I thought Cristiano Ronaldo was in our basement, to be honest, when you were playing FIFA. <laughs> hey, I, I never play as his team. I, mm. I, well, no, he, now he's on my team. And yeah. yeah, of course. I, he can go wherever he wants. Anyways, so we're, we're starting to wrap up here with not a dilemma, but a trilemma. 
That's right, a trilemma. We ain't got no time for dilemmas. <laughs> We've got a trilemma. Bostrom proposed a trilemma, which is a difficult choice to make from three options, not two. Um, he called this the simulation argument. Uh, it does not directly argue that humans live in a simulation. Instead, his trilemma argues that one of three unlikely-seeming um, propositions is almost certainly true. And here they are. Number one, the fraction of human-level civilizations that reach a post-human age, that is, one capable of running high-fidelity ancestor simulations, is very close to zero. Number two, the fraction of post-human civilizations that are interested in running simulations of their evolutionary history or variations thereof is very close to zero. The third option, the fraction of all people with our kind of experiences that are living in a simulation is very close to one. So it's a one or a zero. That's what he's going by. It's a one or a zero. It's close to one. It's close to zero. The trilemma points out that a technologically mature post-human civilization would have enormous computing power. Even if a tiny percentage of them were to run these ancestor simulations, uh, these, these like high fidelity simulations of ancestral life that would be indistinguishable from reality to the simulated ancestor. Um, the total number of simulated ancestors or sims, that would be us, we're the sims, uh, in the universe or multiverse if it exists, would greatly exceed the total number of actual ancestors. So pretty much if they can get their gaming machine to get their disc of Human Earth 2000 edition and there's like a thousand of those games running, that would mean like a thousand of these simulations happening. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Like at this point, I don't even fucking know if I'm real anymore. <laughs> like pod topics like this make me like, damn, do I really even have to go to work tomorrow? What is the meaning of any of this? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. But it leaves us with some big name famous people jumping on this question bandwagon train thing. Is it Keanu Reeves? No, it's our best friend, Elon Musk. God, you know what? No. Okay. Elon Musk, if you've made it this far in the episode, Elon Musk is a piece of shit who spouts Russian propaganda and shouldn't be trusted. There we go. Elon, if you can hear this and you disagree, send us like a million dollars on, on Zell. <laughs> You can figure it out. Uh, so here's, I'm going to try and do my best Elon uh, impression because this is a quote from him talking about simulation theory. Um, if you assume um, any rate of improvement at all, uh, games will eventually be um, indistinguishable from reality before concluding that it's most likely we're in a simulation. Uh, he also stated that in That was, hold on, <laughs> let's back up a little bit. That was like, an off-key Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> um, hypothetical. <laughs> hypothetical. Um, he said in an interview in 2016 that there's a one in billions chance that we're in a base reality. 
Uh, even Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, you know him, right? Yes, the of course. Super fun scientist. Um, on his only slightly more popular than our pod series, <laughs> Star Talk, um, he, while talking it through, he gives a better than 50 50 odds that we are in a simulation. And he adds, I'm going to try to do my digress, Tyson. Uh, I wish I could summon a strong argument against the simulation theory, but I can't find one. So the, the, the idea that he has then is that without proof that we are not living in a simulation, it's more likely that we are living in a simulation. I don't think it's that simple, but... We'll pretend well, like it I'm, is. I've got when we have Neil on the pod next oh, week, so, uh, we'll so clarify cool. with him. That'd be so cool. So um, on this show, Star Talk, he interviews. So one of his main co-hosts is named Chuck Nice. He's a, 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 this hilarious comedian. Uh, and kind of having this like scientist comedian banter is just brilliant. They also have great chemistry. Chuck Nice on an episode of Star Talk. Um, they're they're talking about this this theory um uh so tyson shares that his friend j richard gott who's a professor of astrophysical sciences at princeton made him aware of a strong objection to the simulation hypothesis um pretty much the objection points out that the common trait that all hypothetical high fidelity simulated universes possess is the ability to produce high fidelity simulated universes and so since our current world does not possess this ability it would mean that either we are the real universe and therefore um, we have not yet made simulated universes or we are the last in a very long chain of simulated universes uh, an observation that makes the simulation hypothesis seem less probable. And Tyson, at the end of all that, says, that changes my life. So we're either the real one and haven't gotten that far yet, or we're just like the newest simulation and haven't gotten there yet ourselves. I don't think any of this really explains what I should be doing with my AMC stock or if I should still We're gonna keep hold paying the, the mortgage. We're going to hold the line. You know. We're going to hold the line. Hopefully they pull out the cartridge, blow on it, put it back, <laughs> and everything's perfect. Uh, so in, uh, in the end, if the simulation thing is really going to be a thing, the simulation would most likely create perceptions of reality on demand rather than simulate reality all the time right it's like playing a game and you see like how things don't render mm -hmm. fast enough mm -hmm. like you see like oh like that should be a tree in like 15 seconds and then boom there the tree pops up mm -hmm. i was actually watching a video on how they made um breath of the wild the one yep. of the newest zelda games yep. and how they like mix the rendering rate for things and it still looks beautiful they're talking about how reality has these like seemingly objective numbers that just happen to work. Like why those numbers? So what is the fastest speed anything can go that we know of right now? What's the fastest? The speed of light. Speed of light. Exactly right. Ding, ding, ding. Um, so 
like a video game optimized to render only parts of a of a world to certain players maybe that's why they argue in star talk that we can't travel faster than the speed of light because if we could we'd be able to get to another galaxy before they can program it and render it oh, as if the, as if the programmer put a limit on how fast we can go which if you watched that Dang. movie Aniara you know is very slow yeah, that movie is really fucking depressing. Yeah, don't watch. No, do watch it. It's a but, great but movie. It's just like, ooh, if you know it's depressing going into it, then maybe you'll just have a different experience. Yeah, I was you like, thought it was gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be like a monster in space. No, the monster was existence. The monster was is existence. The humans. It was existence yeah. and, yeah. and the captain. Um, but yeah, so that's the simulation theory. Um, are we just NPCs poorly made into a a slowly crashing game? Or are we just waiting until we can make our own simulation? I am going to put a poll out today. <laughs> are we in a simulation? Are we in a simulation? Are we humans or are we Chuck E. Cheese animatronics <laughs> waiting for the day to start to sing about pizza? Oh, that uh, brings me back to the Goofy movie. Um, I would never want that to be my existence. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was a great episode, and now I have a lot of thinking to do. Uh, I will definitely be uh, talking about this with my therapist. So thanks so much, everybody. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I'll, you know, look out for the poll. Log in next time. <laughs> yeah, log in for your, your daily simulations. You get 5 XP for this. Oh, my God. All right. Well, see you next week for our 100th episode. Don't know what we're doing yet. But Wonder we'll what do it's going to be. All right. Bye. Bye.